If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's the 11th of January, 2020, and time for the very first episode of View from a Military Mind. No PC or talking heads allowed. I'm your host, Terry Mills. Let's get started. Highlights for today's show, we're going to be talking about a few things coming from the VA. One of them being Blue Water Navy Vietnam Veterans Act claims. Got some issues going on there. The Veterans Health Administration Central Office is being redesigned and having a realignment supposedly help them out. I'll give you some more details on that. The Purple Heart Disabled Veterans Equal Access Act, PX, we have a problem. Some issues that are going on for our veterans and our Purple Heart recipients that have gotten the current access to uh, the PXs and commissaries. Stars and Stripes and the VFW have come to an agreement for uh, VFW members and veterans. And reports out of Kabul and Baghdad, uh, deployment issues, and then we get into our impeachments and our uh, how our representatives are acting. So right after the break, we'll get started, and I'll get these news items to you. Three letters, VFW. They stand for help, helping veterans find education and jobs. They stand for justice, fighting for health care and benefits. They stand for the gratitude that a humbled nation will hold in its heart forever. We're the veterans of foreign wars. We're the VFW. No one does more for veterans. Learn more at VFW.org. All right, welcome back. And go ahead and start getting into our our news items we've got here. Um, a press release from the, the Veterans Administration talking about the Blue Water Navy Vietnam Veterans Act. Um, letting us know that the claims are now being determined. Um, <coughs> excuse me. It extends the pre-exemption of herbicide exposure that includes toxins such as Agent Orange to veterans who served in the offshore waters of the Republic of Vietnam during the Vietnam War. And we've been waiting for this for some time for our brothers uh, from Vietnam. Um, they've just been kind of ignored, and now they've finally gotten their chance to get it. Um, you know, these, vet, these veterans can apply now for disability compensation and other benefits they have since uh, developed some of the 14 different conditions that are presumed to be related to exposure to the herbicides. Uh, they don't need to prove they were exposed to the herbicides. Uh, specific conditions can be found uh, at uh, va.gov and uh, find out if you're eligible, if you've got those conditions. And, and Vietnam Brothers, I, I encourage you, I, I don't know how to stress it, 
that you have any of these symptoms, go on there and take a look, or have your caretaker look or whatever. Go on va.gov and find out if you've got this and get it taken care of. Uh, my God, brothers and sisters, you all served your time. You did something over there that none of the rest of us have done. So go on there and get what you've earned, get what you deserve. Um, then we got uh, the Veterans Health Administration. The central office is being redesigned and realigned. Uh, another from a VA news release. Um, it was announced on January the 1, the redesign of the Veterans Health Administration central office uh, as part of its modernization efforts. And it's supposed to strengthen and expand the role of nursing to, lever to leverage skills of uh, clinicians and non-clinicians. Something to help us out, make sure our, our veterans get improved care uh, when they're under home health and things of that nature. And again, you can go on um, va.gov to find out more about it. And the reason I bring it to you is to let you know that there are changes being made out there by the VA to better take care of our veterans, both our older veterans and uh, our current veterans coming home now from uh, Afghanistan and Iraq and uh, Djibouti and whatever other hellhole they got us stuck in right now um, doing our service and defending our nation, um, trying to get rid of these bad actors we've got running around. But, so I'll, you know, each week when I bring in, I'll have something new from the VA that they're trying to either fix or something that's messed up so we know not to get in the middle of it. But uh, here we go with the, the Health Administration Central Office is getting uh, improved care for the veterans going. So that's a good thing. Now, that's an awesome thing that we need to have done. Uh, <laughs> this is the new one. PX, we have a problem. And it's uh, it has to do with the, uh, <coughs> excuse me, the uh, new benefits for your Purple Heart recipient and uh, disabled veterans. It's the Purple Heart and Disabled Veterans Equal Access Act of 2018. Um, it's actually included in the National Defense Authorization Act uh, for 2019. It's allowing our Purple Heart recipients and our uh, disabled veterans access to the PXs and commissaries on our military bases across the country and some overseas. However, we do have some problems going on. Um, one of the, the challenges is uh, uh, that they're having issues at the gates with their security. Um, of course, that's because of the, the, the recent ongoing tensions between the United States and Iran, so they've heightened their security measures. More time-consuming security checks leading to delays and long lines of traffic at uh, many of the bases. And the these newly eligible veterans and veteran caregivers must go to the visitor centers at each one of these active duty bases for on-the-spot background check. Um, commissary officials are saying they're seeing a definite increase in new customers shopping at uh, several of the base locations, so that's great. Um, Marine Corps bases are seeing light participation at their exchanges and other resale programs. Um, but there's been information provided... Uh, by store officials was mostly anecdotal at the early stage. So it's, it's, it's getting kind of crazy. Um, we do have some issues where they were being double billed. Uh, the Treasury Department's looking into this and checking. If you used a credit card, no problem. Don't worry about it. Uh, you didn't get double billed. But uh, some of them are out there that uh, they got double billed on their stuff. And uh, they're trying to look into it. They were charged uh, double-charged user fee. 
And if you did, you'll automatically get a refund from the Treasury Department once they get all that mess worked out. Now, I wouldn't have an issue with uh, are, spaces, are your spouses allowed on base or not. Uh, number of the installations, uh, veterans being told their spouses and family members can't come onto the installation with them, which is really messed up. Yet, defense officials have uh, told Military Times and several other uh, outlets that um, these newly authorized veterans and caregivers will be allowed to bring their spouses and family members into the stores with them as guests. Um, now, they don't have the, the guests don't get benefit. You know, they weren't allowed to purchase anything, but they are supposed to be able to come on. And that, that'd be kind of foolish. You have a, a veteran coming in there that needs a caregiver with her, and their caregiver is their spouse or a family member, and now they can't get on the base. Um, we do know that McDill has published a policy, McDill Air Force Base, that's counter to the DOD position. And they're saying that new legislation does not grant escort or sponsorship privileges to veterans. So they will not be able to bring family or members or guests with them unless uh, those people have base privileges already uh, on their own as a veteran or military affiliated. Okay, so let's give them time to get this stuff worked out. Uh, clar clarification is being worked on. It wasn't immediately available from anybody, but um, we are they are working on it. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, they need to get this uh, all worked out. Our veterans deserve this. They've been authorized it. Um, uh, each base does have their own set of rules and stuff, so we may just have to work with that. Um, as reported, other issues reported was uh, some of the veterans being told they weren't allowed to buy alcohol and tobacco, but all merchandise is available for purchase, as it is for military retirees. So don't let them give you BS. Um, some vets have been told they were turned away from Coast Guard bases. At no go. The new benefit applies to Coast Guard installations as well as Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marine Corps installations. So most customers overseas, the uh, benefit varies from location to location depending on the status of forces agreement with the host nation. So don't if you're in Germany, don't go in there raising cane with them because you can't get on base. Or if you're in some other foreign country, there may be a difference in the status of forces agreement. So check into that before you go in there raising sand with them. But... So everybody knows this is available. Uh, we are having some issues. We're trying to work through them, and hopefully DOD will get it all straightened out and uh, get all these base commanders on uh, on the same sheet of music, so we can get in there and utilize our um, our benefits. Um, little thing from the the VFW. Yeah, if any of you are members of the VFW, uh, the Stars and Stripes has worked out a. Uh, uh, a deal with the VFW to bring more news to uh, more veterans across the uh, across the spectrum, uh, both the members and from what I'm being told, don't quote me on it, but I'm hearing that it may be uh, offered out across the line to veterans once they prove their affiliation. Um, be mostly a digital copy of the Stars and Stripes newspaper that we all so fondly remember from overseas. Um, it seems to be more of the truthful news, as close as you can be with mainstream media for uh, news to the military. But uh, we'll look into that and keep you posted on that and tell you how that's going along and uh, how that's going to work out if we can keep on it. Now into some more serious things. Um, AP News report this morning uh, out of Kabul, Afghanistan, that uh, two, US, two U.S. service members were killed and two others injured when their vehicle was hit by a roadside bomb in southern Afghanistan. Um, 
they, in keeping with the Defense Department rules, U.S. military did not identify the service members as yet. We know how that is. Uh, they've got to notify the families. Uh, and our hearts and per hearts and thoughts and prayers are going out to those families. Um, of course, the Taliban immediately took responsibility for the attack. <coughs> and it did uh, occur in the southern Kandahar province. You know, we've got 2,400 uh, 2, U.S. service members have been killed over there. And last year was one of the deadliest for the United States with 23 troops killed. I have to be honest, I was over there during that time. I just recently returned back from Afghanistan. So it, it really affects us. Uh, everybody says, well, 23 doesn't sound like a whole lot. When you look at the number of troops we've got there, that's a whole lot. And even one troop lost is one too, is one too many. Uh, tell us the latest attack, attack seemed to stall fresh efforts to restart the on-again, off-again peace talks between Washington and the Taliban, which it just figures. Uh, anything that pops up. So... We'll just keep you posted on how this goes. When we find out who it was, we'll get that name out there to you. Um, I'm not going to get a whole lot into this uh, this news report here. Uh, it's the same old BS that we hear all the time. This official saying this, and this official saying this. Um, we've got both NATO and Afghan officials that confirmed a roadside bomb hit a U.S. Army vehicle. Uh, they didn't mention the casualties. Uh, kind of an oversight. Yeah, that, we don't know if anybody hurt. Uh, to, they'll be assessing the situation, provide more information that comes available, and as we will too, we'll provide that. Again, that's a report from the Associated Press, um, part of our mainstream media, uh, but they do a pretty good job sometimes. We don't. <coughs> now we're moving into Baghdad. Uh, as a day ago, yesterday, where they have called, the Iran-backed militia has called for lone wolf attacks against U.S. troops in that area. Um, for some reason, they just, uh, this is getting crazy over there. Iran has got themselves so involved with what's going on. It says an Iran-backed militia in Iraq believed responsible for a series of rocket attacks against coalition troops that nearly started a war between Iran and the U.S., is calling for lone wolf attacks against U.S. forces, according to a message posted by the group. The message said the door of jihad against American troops in Iraq was open and called for all jihadists in or outside of Iraq to carry out attacks against U.S. forces, according to Site Intelligence Group. Rita Katz, director of Site Intelligence Group, tweeted the statement from Qatayb Hezbollah, or the Hezbollah Brigades, echoed ISIS call for lone wolf attacks. There are concerns that lone wolf attacks and continued rocket strikes could push U.S. and Iran into a broader conflict. And of course, we've already been involved in some of that. It says U.S. officials have claimed that Iran-backed and Quds Force-supported Qatab Ibn Hezbollah is responsible for a number of rocket attacks in Iraq against coalition forces, including December 27th rocket barrage on Kirkuk that killed an American contractor and wounded four U.S. troops. American F-15 strike, strike Eagles struck five Hezbollah positions across Iraq and Syria on December 29th, killing a number of militants. U.S. strikes led to demonstrators nearly storming the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad. A U.S. airstrike that killed Iranian General Qasem Soleimani and a retaliatory Iranian ballistic missile strike against troops in Iraq. No U.S. troops were wounded or killed in Iran's ballistic missile attack, which slammed two Iraqi air bases in Al-Assad and Erbil. 
But the rocket attacks by Iran-backed groups have analysts and national security experts worried that ragtag militants could push Washington and Tehran to war. The, deg the degree of control Tehran holds over these organizations is unknown, but likely reduced after the killing of Soleimani, who had tremendous influence. Army General Mike Miley, the Joint Chiefs Chairman, says the Iran-backed groups are definitely financed and trained by the Quds Force, an Iranian paramilitary group that has sown instability across the Middle East by propping up Shia proxies aligned to Tehran. Secretary of Defense Mark Esper told reporters at Pentagon Wednesday that the Iraqi militias will remain cha a challenge and that he expects the Iran-backed groups to continue attacks against coalition forces in the country. So guys and gals that may be hearing this over there, keep your heads down and check your six. We're praying for you and hoping uh, things will come out the best for us. Uh, now a real good one here. Uh, this comes from... Uh, in reference to our troops from 82nd Airborne that just went over there uh, to enhance the forces we have in place. Boys and girls, you got to leave your phones at home. Uh, the command of, the, of uh, all of our troops going over the 82nd Airborne Division, uh, Major General James Mingus, ordered his paratroopers with the 1st Brigade Combat Team to leave their personal phones, computers, and all electronic devices at Fort Bragg when they were alerted for short notice to plunge the Middle East. <coughs> this has been a policy that's actually been in place for some time, and they're starting to really push into it. It said here that uh, my commander wanted to own the decision to avoid putting soldiers at risk. Lieutenant Colonel Mike Byrne, spoken for the 2nd Airborne, it's an operational security issue. Uh, all the services had shifted from a counterinsurgency strategy to one of high-intensity combat across all domains, including cyber and electronic warfare, and to face more sophisticated adversaries such as Russia, China, and Iran. And carrying phones and other devices didn't pose much risk in Iraq or Afghanistan because the Taliban and other insurgents weren't sophisticated, sophisticated enough to mine the signals and data. Now, that's no longer the case. <coughs> this is, there's a there's a renewed awareness on signature movement, which was very very important in the Cold War. Uh, the Soviets and NATO forces were aware of radio direction, finding signals, intelligence, and keeping uh, your signature low. And this is coming from uh, Dakota Wood, a retired Marine officer with the Conservative Heritage Foundation think tank in Washington. Um, he's quite on top of it, and. Uh, makes us known that uh, this is an issue. And Peter Whitehead, a senior engineer and cyber uh, security expert at Ryan Corporation, agreed, if you don't want your lock pick, don't put in a door. And Whitehead said, describing how the enemy can easily locate soldiers when their smartphones connect to the Internet or send texts or other data. He said, anytime you're carrying around any kind of a transmitter where there are obvious geolocation issues that can be used for targeting. And I think it is obvious to anyone who understands radio frequency, he said. And he's true. It, while we were over there, it was quite simple for him to locate where we were at just by the, the pings of our phones. Um, so it just became a reality for Marine during a recent large force on force training exercise at Marine Corps Air Ground Combat Center 29 Palms in Cali California's Mojave Desert. The artillery Marine took a selfie that gave away his location, a decision that resulted in his unit becoming casualties in the exercise. Not good. You know, they. The troops' photos can present the enemy as a source of intelligence. They can identify what kind of equipment you got, 
um, by matching several photos together, they can tell you what kind of location you're at and, and what number of assets you may have available. So we want to, uh, it's a big thing on flight lines. I don't want to let everybody know how many aircraft we've got sitting out there or what kind or what their uh, particular configuration is. So got to be careful with these things. Um, the decision to have paratroopers leave devices behind did not come from an Army-wide policy, but um, it came from 82nd Airborne. Um, <coughs> so that's something that uh, our young guys and gals are going to have to get used to as uh, we start going forward with uh, a different matrix of combat. They're going to start making them leave these things at home. So, hey, guys, find another way to do all your electronic things without the electronics. Don't get upset. You signed the paper. You're the one that wanted to go. So, got to follow the rules. All right. Moving on to our representatives. This is this is great. This, this really got me. And, uh, it's like, oops, did I say that out loud? Uh, out of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution today, they were talking about U.S. Doug, U.S. Representative Doug Collins stating that the Democrats are in love with terrorists after some of them criticized uh, President Trump's decision to authorize the killing of an Iranian general. He had to backpedal on that, and today he apologized. He said, let me be clear, I do not believe Democrats are in love with terrorists, and I apologize for what I said earlier this week. And Collins posted this in a, on, on his Twitter account. Um, House Minority Majority Leader uh, Steny Hoyer had called for Collins to apologize to all House Democrats during Friday's floor session. In response, Republican Whip Steve Scalise read Collins' tweet into the record. Uh, so this gentleman has apologized for that statement. Scalise concluded, "I just want to put, just want to point that out." Um, some of the, the Democratic lawmakers, lawmakers, well, I'll spit it out. It's been one of those long days. Uh, responded to Collins with gratitude. You know, thanking him for his apology, and thanking him for his service. Um, Collins is a veteran, so. You know, it's it, it's crazy some of the silly little things that go on out there. But you you kind of got to understand where Collins came to with this, and we'll get into that more uh, in the next segment when we start looking at uh, deep diving into some of the stuff we've got on here. And going on for more, the War Powers Act and the President and our Democrats and all this good stuff. Um, the Senate and House Democrats have different strategies over how to limit President Trump's power to take military action against Iran. Uh, your Senate Democrats are debating among themselves whether to take up a concurrent resolution passed by the House on Thursday limiting Trump's war powers or to stick with a proposal sponsored by Senators Tim Kaine, uh, D. Virginia, and Dick Durbin, D. Illinois. Um, as a concurrent resolution, the House measure doesn't require Trump's signature. Um, but it's not clear whether it actually tied Trump's hands. The Supreme Court may ultimately have to decide if it's a binding force of law. The Senate bill would have the force of law, and it would become a be and it would be significant approved by the GOP-controlled chamber. Um, but it does require Trump's signature and has almost no chance of becoming a law since it would be vetoed, and would then need 60 votes to override a veto. Um, basically, the Democrats are upset. Uh, they don't like the fact that he, the man uh, is doing his job, uh, the job that they're afraid to do. Let's go out there and do what has to be done. 
Um, but like I said, we'll get more into this uh, and we'll deep dive into the, the issues of the War Powers Act in the next segment. And on into our impeachment issues. And as it drones on and on and on and now, uh, yeah, and on. Um, of course, we now know that uh, the House, the Speaker of the House has uh, decided to go ahead and send the uh, articles of impeachment to the Senate. Um, Pelosi's had hijacked the past 23 days, uh, has refused to give them up, and it's gone. And she's under so much pressure now, and they've done so little anything else in the House, she's now released those. And uh, we should be seeing that get underway here soon. Uh, I'm not going to beat this dead horse because, it. I mean, there's a lot of uh, people out there that are talking about this. It's uh, better versed in it than I am. But uh, just bring it to you that they have been, uh, they are going to be transmitted to the Senate. And we look forward to see what's going to happen to that one. Um, personally, I don't think anything's going to go any farther than her taking it to the Senate. Mitch McConnell's not going to play with it a whole lot. So we'll see what happens from that point. So, right after this break, we'll start getting into a deep dive on some of this stuff and uh, get into some opinions and discussions. And see you after the break. Do you like your news and commentary straight up? No BS, no holes barred, straight out from a common man with no kind of journalism or anything involved in it? Jump on your old Facebook there and go to Moving It Right. It's an America First Internet TV radio broadcast weekdays 11 o'clock Eastern Time. Join Rich Ashton and his guests that come on. Yours truly has been on there. It's been an awesome time. And get involved in the conversations of uh, with what's going on in the United States and our beloved America. But that's Moving It Right. Kick it over there to Facebook. Pick it up. An America First ITV radio broadcast weekdays 11 Eastern with Rich Ashton. See you over there at Moving It Right. All right, we're back, and I'm going to weigh in on a few things here. The first thing I want to weigh into is uh, uh, this comment by U.S. Representative Doug Collins, R. Georgia, over in the Northeast uh, Ninth District. Um, to be quite honest, I, um, I kind of agree with uh, Representative Collins uh, in his statement that uh, Democrats are in love with the terrorists. Uh, after some of them criticized President Trump's decision to authorize the killing of an Iranian general, um, it's really, it's really crazy. Um, give you his whole comment here. He says Nancy Pelosi does it again, and her Democrats fall right in line. Um, he was talking to Lou Dobbs of uh, Fox Business Network on Wednesday night. He said one, they're in love with terrorists. We see that. They mourn Soleimani more than they mourn our Gold Star families who were the ones who suffered under uh, Soleimani. That's a problem. And he was referring to Major General uh, Qasem Soleimani, uh, Iran's top security man who was killed in a drone strike uh, ordered last week by President Trump and uh, escalating the tensions and, uh, between us and uh, the Iranians. Of course, uh, Representative Collins immediately drew uh, backlash from Democrats. Uh, Senator Tammy Duckworth of Illinois, a Democrat. Uh, I have a lot of respect for her. She's a combat veteran, lost both of her legs while serving in Iraq. She said she was disgusted by the accusation. 
Uh, well, Miss Duckworth, uh, obviously you didn't see a whole lot um, beyond your own injuries. I, I respect you for it. Uh, you were injured in combat. But, uh, hey, this guy was bad news, bad juju. He did all he could to try to injure more of mine and your brothers and sisters over there than uh, what this simple little statement's going to injure up. Um, it's absolutely, it's crazy the way these, the way the Democrats are acting right now. Um, Mr. Collins is actually a lieutenant colonel in the reserves. He served time over there, still serves. Uh, he started in 2002, and he's still currently a reservist. Um, he worked as a chaplain over there. So he's seen the worst of what this Iranian general did to our men and women over there. So come on, people, get over it. Um, quit acting like Iran is something special. Uh, these people who have waged war against us on several fronts, uh, they constantly shouting, death to America, death to the U.S. Why are you, why are you protecting them? Uh, it's absolutely nuts. Uh, Colonel Collins or Mr. Collins had served a stint in the Middle East as a chaplain for the Air Force Reserve. Um, he says, as someone who served in Iraq in 2008, I witnessed firsthand the brutal death of countless soldiers who were torn to shreds by this vicious terrorist. Soleimani was nothing less than an evil mastermind who viciously killed and wounded thousands, uh, Amer thousands of Americans. These images will live with me for the rest of my life. But the, and then he goes on to explain it doesn't excuse uh, his response on Wednesday evening. Uh, he remains committed to working with his colleagues in Congress and uh, with his fellow citizens to keep all Americans safe. Mr. Collins, um, from my viewpoint, and it may be skewed, it may be wrong, I've served two tours in Afghanistan. I've seen the kind of things that happen over there. Uh, I was with Medivac. Uh, so I've seen what happens to our soldiers when these lunatics get loose. Um, stand by your guns. Um, do I honestly think Democrats are in love with Iranian? I don't think so. But their their desire to be in control of everything skews their thought process and the way they approach things. Uh, they'll do anything to undermine our president to undermine the, the things that are going on with our military. Uh, it, some of us, some of it verges on treason. Um, any other time in, uh, in this nation's history, they'd have been tried for treason. They'd have been taken out. Uh, they'd have been removed from their office. Um, in some instances, the judicial system would have uh, applied the appropriate punishment. And I can only hope that Eventually, that will happen. Uh, we even have some of our Republican, um, our GOP members um, that get involved with it. And I can only hope that uh, eventually they'll get their head out of their fifth point of contact and stop doing it. Uh, stop backing up this lunacy from the, the right. Or, excuse me, lunacy from the left. Or it's going to be one of those days. Uh... The other thing I want to touch on is war powers. Um, with the Senate and the House Democrats trying to take away any of our uh, any of our president's uh, war powers, it's crazy. Um, 
I agree with President Trump. You don't freaking need to know when some of these surgical strikes or special operation strikes are going on. You've proven beyond a shadow of a doubt you cannot be trusted with sensitive information. You leak it faster than a colander in the kitchen. It's nuts. Now, even in the military, if you are privileged to un- to know what's going on with an operation, you don't divulge that. Evidently, our politicians haven't learned that. Or they haven't got their hands slapped enough or jailed over it. And believe it or not, as far as I've ever been taught, known, read, or been instructed, it is illegal to divulge this information. And look, our politicians are real good at doing it and avoiding any punishment for it. This is crazy. Well, somebody needs to step up and start handing their asses to them. When they divulge information, especially for a military operation, they need to be punished for it. <coughs> as far as reducing or limiting President Trump's war powers or to, or to remove any war powers from him is absolutely nuts. He's the commander-in-chief of the military. He needs to be able to direct at a moment's notice for a military operation to take place. Sometimes you don't have the luxury of time to be able to go after some of these bad actors. If that's the case, how far are you going to push this? Are you going to do this to your military commanders on the ground too where they have to make an immediate decision to take somebody out? If that's the case, then Miss Pelosi, Mr. Schumer, and the rest of you on the far-leaning left, carry your butts to Afghanistan and Iraq, and you stand over there taking the rounds in, watching your men around you getting wounded and died, and you make the decisions for us. Don't sit in your high crystal castles up here and think you can make the determination from here. And this BS that you tell us that, oh, we know what all is going on? Yeah, right. Carry your ass over there with us one time. Come over there and see what we've got to put up with, what we've got to go through, what happens to our men and women on the ground that's trying to defend your right to be stupid. So, as far as you messing around with the war powers, I'm glad the things that was passed in the House is non-binding. means we ain't got to pay attention to it. And you know dang good and well that the Senate is not going to pass one because the President, by all rights and with the support from the American people, will veto it. You cannot limit <coughs> the way you want to the war powers of the President. He's got to be able to make decisions for us and direct his military on how to get the job done and when to get it done. Not waiting for you to sit there for several days to him haul around and figure out whether or not it's going to affect your next income or your next dollar coming from whatever supporter you're getting it from. So stop playing with it. Leave things alone. And let's move on. Let's get other things that we need done within the Congress. You've spent more time playing around with impeachment and trying to undermine President Trump than doing anything else the American people have asked you to do. Remember, you're working for us. We don't work for you. We elected you. Guess what? We can unelect you. We can remove you. We can take you out. So it, it, it just aggravates me to see kind of th- these kind of things going on. <coughs> you know, this is not the first time you tried to stop him from doing things. 
and it probably will not be the last until we we get these people voted out. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, it, it aggravates me so so much. I, I, I almost can't think straight over it. So anyway, uh, and again, we'll we'll touch base on uh, the loss of two U.S. service members over there in Afghanistan. Uh, our hearts and our prayers go out to them and their families, um, and to our soldiers that are still there in Afghanistan. I uh, just recently returned from there. Uh, it's it's still a dangerous place. We still lose soldiers. We're still getting people hurt. All for what? No, to me, it's nothing. There seems to be nothing coming from the Afghan government to be able to fix their own situation. Um, there's such a, a corrupt government there and such an infiltration of the Taliban and ISIS into the, uh, the Afghan forces. It's crazy. Uh, the blue on green uh, incidents that have occurred over there. Um, the number of people that turn coat and go against their own forces. We need to come out of Afghanistan. So President Trump, if you hear this, you've got this one soldier's opinion that we need to come out of Afghanistan. Um, and I hope many more people tell you the same thing. We need to come out of the Middle East altogether and, and stop this. We, we're following the same footprints that many, many armies over the centuries have fallen into. I mean, even Alexander the Great said, screw this country, I'm leaving. Uh, he had many, many forts there, and he just could not turn them around. Same way with Russia. I know there's a lot of other aspects that go into it, but we're doing the same thing, and it's time to go. Uh, it's, it's enough getting our men killed for nothing. We shouldn't be doing that at all. Yeah, next thing I want to take a look at is this uh, Iran-backed militias. Again, we need to get out of there. Uh, lone wolf attacks are not, that's nothing new. It's nothing new at all. You get some radicalized nutcase and grab him a, a, a vest or a vehicle-borne IED or bury a bomb somewhere, and oh, he's ready to go meet his 72 virgins and uh, go meet Allah. <coughs> he thinks it's a great way to go. You can't beat that kind of thing. You, you can continue to bomb them and continue to kill people. It's not going to work. We need to move on. We need to back out of there. We've done what we went in there to do. Now we need to clean our hands of it and move on. Um, I just uh, point out for everybody... And these lone wolf attacks can be here, they can be in Iraq, they can be in Afghanistan, they can be in Kuwait, Qatar, wherever we're at in the Middle East, uh, Yemen, Djibouti, wherever. These lone wolf attacks can happen anywhere. God forbid we already know that they happen over there. But they can happen here on American soil also. We've just been very, very, very fortunate they haven't happened uh, to our knowledge yet. So let's make the move to get away from this. Quit giving them a reason to hate us. <coughs> Quit putting ourselves out there where we can be a target. Let's come home. Let's take care of our country. Let's take care of our allies who stand behind us and support us and work with us. Let's help Israel out. Let's help NATO out. Let's get back on track with what we're supposed to be doing.
All right. For me, that's pretty much uh, all I have for tonight. I appreciate your time. <coughs> you have to excuse me. I'm, I'm fighting with a cold here. But I wanted to get this first episode out to everybody. Uh, it was a promise that I made. Uh, we had some technical difficulties last week when I was supposed to release it, so it didn't happen. Um, we're getting it out tonight. And I'm really glad to, to get working on this. Um, the program will improve as we go along. This is, there's a big learning curve with this. I enjoyed doing it. Uh, I've already been a guest on several other shows. Uh, I was a guest on Moving It Right with Rich Aston, which we had an ad for him a little bit earlier. Outstanding guy. Uh, I love being on the program. Had a chance to express opinions on things that we talked about. Um, so please, if there's anything you want to hear about on this show, remember this is a view from a military mind. You don't have to be a military to uh, to ask for things. You can be an American, just any American patriot that's out there wants to see what's going on. Have me research into it, bring it to you, and give you our opinions and viewpoint on it. What we see from the military side. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, by all means, contact me. And for all this, you can get a hold of me at vfamm2020 at gmail.com. That's, for you military types, that's Victor. Fox Alpha Mike Mike 2020 at gmail.com. And you can get a hold of me on there. Send me an email. Let me know what you'd like to do. If you'd like to be a guest on here, if there's a topic you want me to get into and look at, research, bring out to you, by all means, let me have it at VFAMM2020 at gmail.com. And if you've got a unit you would like for me to uh, shout out to give a little bit of history on or to um, recognize some of their activities whether it's a military unit that's army navy air force marines coast guard any one of the branches <coughs> by all means same address vfamm2020 at gmail.com let me know what that unit is give me a little background on it and we'll give them a shout out on the on, on the program here <coughs> our first unit we're going to give a little shout out in our unit of the week is actually going to be a uh, a battalion uh, very near and dear to my heart um, the first the 501st ARB attack reconnaissance battalion called the Iron Dragons um, <coughs> I just spent time with them in Afghanistan outstanding group of men and women there uh, good command structure um, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Daniel Artino and Command Sergeant Major Archie Deese as uh, uh, the BC and the uh, Sergeant Major. Uh, great guys out, out there. They've got a good unit to bring it up. A lot of rebuilding going on with the 501st. A little background on them. First, the 501st was constituted 15 February 1957 in the regular Army as the 501st Aviation Company and assigned to the 1st Armored Division at Fort Polk. <coughs> Excuse me. On February 3rd, 1962, it was reorganized and redesignated as Headquarters and Headquarters Detachment, 501st Aviation Battalion. Its organic elements were current, concurrently constituted and activated. That's your headquarters, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, and Delta companies. On September 1, 1966, Company A was inactivated in Vietnam. And then the battalion, less Company A, was inactivated on 24 June 1967 at Fort Hood, Texas. 
Headquarters and Headquarters Detachment, 501st Aviation Battalion, was reorganized and redesignated on 20, 21 August 1972 as the Aviation Company, 1st Armored Division, and was activated in Germany. Um, and a little personal background on this, in 1979, I was assigned to Delta Company, 501st ABC, Aviation Battalion Combat, which is what they became uh, shortly after they were reactivated in Germany. Uh, we were stationed at Kaderbach Army Airfield, just outside of Osbach, Germany. And come all these years later, my last tour of duty, my last combat tour, was with the Delta Company 501st. Uh, I was proud to serve with them uh, the first time. Real proud to serve with them the last time. It was a closing loop in my military career. So a shout out to the men and women, the aviators and the crew chiefs and the mechanics and everybody with uh, first the 501st ARB Iron Dragons at Fort Bliss, Texas. Um, brothers and sisters, I was proud to serve with you, proud to support you. Keep it going. First to strike. All right, and moving on. Uh, if you'd ever like to sponsor the program and help me improve it, by all means, again, you can contact me at VFAMM2020 at gmail.com, and I'll slip you an ad in here in one of our commercial spots, <coughs> and let the world know who you are. All right, my final thoughts for this evening, in closing, our elected representatives need to get their collective heads out of their fifth point of contact. The last I knew, they were elected to represent the interests and needs of the American people and not of the party or themselves. I'm a simple man that has served proudly and defended a country I dearly love, but I think it's time for all Americans, no matter our station in life, to come together and fix whatever representatives can't. Every one of our votes count, and they don't deserve them anymore. From Thomas Jefferson, he stated, I predict future happiness for Americans if they can prevent the government from wasting the labors of the people under the pretense of taking care of them. Good night. And God bless the United States of America.